0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: you're listening to a weekly podcast made by miami dolphin fans for miami dolphin fans your source for entertaining dolphin news insight and general conversation here's your host michael fink hey everyone this is mike with the Fans podcast today i've got uh, daniel reinhardt and uh, jim johnson with me What's up, Finn fans?
0: Oh yes, Victory Monday.
1: Victory Monday. We are going to talk about an incredible victory yesterday over the uh, stinking New England Patriots. All right, Miami! Woo! I can do better than that, and I will.
2: All right, Miami!
1: And uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, then we're going to look ahead to the uh, Minnesota Viking game. Jimmy. Tell me about that game yesterday. What were your impressions early?
0: Huh. Well, you know, the Patriots came out and they scored on us right off the bat. And I went, oh, boy, here we go. And we couldn't really stop them very well. Uh, Brady did his Brady things. And, uh, you know, they got a touchdown. They missed the extra point, which I thought was bizarre. Guskowski's like, hardly ever misses anything. And uh, I said, well, we'll see what happens. And uh lo and behold we marched down the field and scored a touchdown. I'm like, "Woohoo! Let's get this going, guys." So, I was I was amazed really that we were able to match, you know, match the Patriots score for score right down the line. We gave up a couple of bad special teams plays, uh blocked punts. Uh Patriots were obviously doing something that we hadn't seen before, but either way it was ugly. And I thought for sure that was going to turn the tide, but we kept responding. Um, Say what you want. That was phenomenal to watch. I was, every time we'd get the ball, I was waiting for a collapse or a bad play or, you know, something bad to happen. And, you know, other than the, the, the special teams play... I was just thrilled that, that they were able to, to connect on some fairly deep passes. And uh, they were running the ball well. And, and, hey, who didn't like to see Bolden scrambling out for, for 54 yards or something on a score? That was phenomenal. So it was very exciting start to finish. We had a lot of lead changes. And, uh, <laughs> hey, we beat the damn Patriots. That was a great game.
2: Hell, yes it was. I tell you what guys, last week I came in here and I was pouting and I was thinking, man, we're just going to get throttled at home by by the the hatriots, the the ones who took us to the to the shed when we were up in New England and and I tell you what, man, I haven't had that much fun watching a game in a long time. We we was able to go down and score on our opening drive which made it 3 games in a row. We've come out We've come out looking really good recently. That's three games in a row, and they said on the broadcast even that we haven't done that since 98.
0: Yeah, since Dan Marino time. Since
2: yeah. Dan Marino in 98. And yeah. I'm telling you what, the coaches are doing a great job right now with getting the absolute most out of our team. Now, last week also I said, guys, keep in mind we're a bad football team and we have no chance of making the playoffs. Right now, we're still in the hunt. And, and I know everybody's thinking that we're going to come out here and we're going to sweep the last three games and, and make the playoffs. But, you know, pump the brakes, pump the brakes on that. But I'll tell you what, New England is going to look at this box score. And I was just talking to you earlier about this, Mike. They're going to look at this box score and they're going to kick themselves right in the nuts because they gave up 412 yards to us, 9.2 yards per play. That's 9.0 yards on the ground and 9.3 yards through the air. We outran them 189 to 77, and I'm going to tell you right now that if there was one key, one key to this game, and you know that's not the errors made by Belichick and Brady, which you know blow my mind, but they screwed the pooch this game, was the fact that we was able to hold New England to 2.6 yards per carry. Now that's amazing for our defense. 2.6 yards per carry at on Sony Michelle and James White. You know these guys that they have been just tearing us up. James White had I think two catches the entire game. We we just did an excellent job defensively without our leader X on the field. And I kept saying through this whole game, I kept, you know, I kept saying, you guys let us hang around. If you don't finally knock us out here, we're going to find a way to win this game and by golly we did in the most miraculous of fashions stills to Parker to, to Drake and put it on Gronkowski. Man, I, I had so much fun last night and today trolling the Patriots fans that I know. And and I'm going to continue to all week. This one feels good, boys. This one feels real good.
0: Yeah, Daniel, that was amazing. I was, I was so excited. I got kind of dejected there in the last 10 seconds. And I thought we were going to lose. And I, I wasn't even really watching the last play. And... Uh, my wife oh said, jimmy my wife said something about why are they throwing the ball backwards and i looked up because i knew it had to be a lateral and i and i watched the last half of that play and i was i was jumping up and down it was fantastic but daniel you mentioned the the stuff in the run and that was a one that was the key to the game because it they Absolutely. they became one-dimensional granted brady was getting his touchdowns and 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 getting you know scoring the points anyway but had they been running the the ball on us we would have been in deep trouble and i gotta tell you kiko alonzo ste- <laughs> stepped up big time in that running game he made kiki K- do you love me kiki kiko whatever but you know he made several stops and uh that was great to see and uh you know he did get burned a lot in the in the passing game but he was very good against the run in that game so that was uh well, that you know was what spectacular. the whole
1: team tackled well yesterday
0: Yes, they did. Yep, McMillan, yeah. McMillan, and uh, Jerome Baker both did fairly well, and I was it was good to see. Yeah, didn't you
2: say, Mike, that that was our best tackling game of the season? It Cause was. It sure, seemed like it. It was.
1: And yeah, they have been, been, been progressively getting better, and by the time the season ends, they should be really good.
2: Yeah, I think that I think that our rating for defensively, if I'm not mistaken. Mike was telling me that it was probably one of our worst games of the season overall defense and ratings and that has a lot to do with how well Brady was throwing the ball I mean I hadn't seen Brady throw the ball that well all season long I don't think you know and watching the the little bit of the Patriots that I had for preparing for him
1: I'll tell you Dan I don't think I've seen him throw it that well in three years yeah he
2: was he had zip on it he was placing it really well um they had everything they needed to beat us and then they screwed the pooch, so I'm happy with it.
0: Well, I got to say that that the Patriots did several things poorly as far as game management, which is which is I was watching the game and uh, being up here in New England, I I have to suffer through a lot of Patriots football, um, and they rarely ever make those bad in-game decisions. I don't remember the last time. And yeah, I know. It. And at the end of the first half, when, when they just mismanaged the clock and they didn't get any points and Brady took that bad sack, I was watching it thinking, who the hell is playing? And, uh, <laughs> and then at the end of this game, you know, at the end of the fourth quarter, when, I thought they mismanaged the end of the game in the fourth quarter and, uh, Absolutely. they gave us an opportunity and sh- shit happened. And that was, that was fantastic. But, uh, you know, Brady was on his game very sharp and, and statistically it didn't look good because we gave up a lot of yards. We gave up a lot of points, but in between the, the pass plays that would get them first downs, we were making several good plays on defense and, you know, so as a whole I thought the defense played fairly well but you know you're going up against a Hall of Famer so he's going to get he's going to get his yards.
2: Yeah, so I was talking about the box score and the thing that I noticed what really stands out to me is we held them 3 to 6, 3 for 6 in the red zone while we went 2 for 2 in the red zone. You know, we was able to, we was only able to get to Brady twice while they got to our quarterback five times they they won the penalty battle, they blocked two punts, they had the time of possession by over 10 minutes and we still found a way to win that game. It's just it's an amazing it's an amazing accomplishment for a team that's been playing really hard for each other and and you heard those guys in the post-game press conference talk about it too. They they're dogs, they're fighting. They're fighting and, and scratching and clawing for everything that they're getting right now and um New England should have won that game. You're looking at the box score. You're looking at those very important things that we talk about all the time. Time of possession, uh, penalties, as well as special teams. And they won those three things and then lost the game.
1: Well, Miami was pretty effective on the ground.
2: Yeah, 189
1: yards. Right. And I, th- I think that had a lot to do with the win, whether people realize it or not.
2: Sure. Oh, sure it did. What? Sure we talk did. about... We talk about being able to run the ball all the time and it was awesome to see an ex-patriot in brandon bolden really take it take him take it to him excuse me for being able to talk easier for me to say you know uh he really took it to him and that was really awesome to see
1: yeah it's nice to see our guys do that to somebody else you know we're usually on the receiving end of the vendettas (laughs) absolutely
0: yeah no doubt it was great to see that running game and uh i'm really surprised that bolden didn't see more action in the second half but i mean when you can run the ball effectively like they were with gore and drake and bolden um that opens up your your passing game big time because now your safeties aren't cheating up to the line and stuff like that it's uh uh, or they are cheating up to try to stuff the run, and that, that gives you a little more opportunity in the passing game. And you saw that from from s- several throws of Tannehill to to Stills and others that uh, uh, just made everything click that much better.
1: As well, uh, you probably know, we only had three had uh, seven third downs in the in the game. So uh, by being able to get some explosive plays on early downs you were eliminating our inability to convert thirds we still were only one of seven on third down but we were able to put up points and that's the main thing
2: yeah once again the thing we talk about winning first down you know we did that really well especially with frank gore man he looked good and Tannehill only throwing 19 passes but being as efficient as he was was something that was really good to see too i think you know, there's been a lot of stats thrown around by a lot of people, and his T- T- TD percentage is really good, but he was efficient.
1: He was sharp yesterday.
2: Yeah. He took some bad sacks, you know, like you always see Tannehill doing. You, you get frustrated at times when he clams up. I think that, Jim, you like to say he clams up or turtle shells or whatever. And um, Yeah, he
0: pulls his head in. Yep, yep. Yeah,
2: and, and Mike, you know, we talk about him going into the fetal position, and, and that, that happens, and it happened, but it didn't happen – with the frequency that they needed to be able to beat us. And, and it was just awesome to see. And now five of the last six down in Miami, we have beat New England. I, I've i been sick. I've been out. So I can't wait to go to work tomorrow and rub it in, in the guys' face who don't believe me when I say we play them really well in Miami and I got 100 bucks coming sooner rather than later from my, from my boss. So I'm excited about that too. So uh, it's going to be a good day. Game, you said they weren't going to win? No, no, I bet on the season. Um, oh. I bet on the season. If we we have to win one more game, and then my boss Colt owes me a hundred bucks, so I'm excited you. about okay. that.
0: You're cashing. Oh, yeah. You're ready to cash that in, huh?
2: He told me last week he was bringing it on Monday if we beat New
1: England. So <laughs> I'm looking for a hundred dollar bill. There you go. So all right so what, what, what do you what do you guys think I mean do you, do you think it changes the season do you, do you do you think it's gonna propel us through the next three games or do you think it was an aberration
0: uh, well aberration or whatever you want to call it uh, lucky win one play blah 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 but how can that game and that win and that excitement not carry over to the next week? I mean I would think I would think the same. The, I would think the, some of the same, yeah. The fan base, the fan base is excited. Uh the team is excited. We scored. Yeah, going on
1: the road, that's the thing.
0: Yeah, but I mean you, you we scored some touchdowns, you know, your offense is kind of waking up a little bit. You were playing against the Patriots. Uh they've seen what what they can do and and how things can go if if they play well. Um and I think they did execute pretty well uh, yesterday other than the special teams defugalties, but, uh, I mean, I don't, what What
1: defugalties,
0: I just made it up. You got a problem with it? Uh, No, I'm going to wiggle my way out of this conversation. (laughs) Uh, no, the difficulties, you know, on those two block punts, that was kind of hard to swallow, but, uh, I don't see how it can't carry over. I mean, those guys got to feel good about themselves, not just that they got the W, which is, which is huge, but, I mean, they they executed pretty well both sides of the ball. Uh, If we can get Xavier and Howard back, um, hey, I'd be optimistic going forward.
2: Yeah, I don't know what our record exactly is in one-score games under Gase, but I know it's really good. It's really good. Really, really good. And what I'm seeing is a team that not only plays hard, not only plays for each other, but is learning how to win the tight, close games. If we can continue to to stop the running game the way we have, and, and stay in games, I think that we can definitely win these next three. I I don't think we're going to win all three of them. You know what I'm saying? I, there's no way that we're going to win all three of them. It's just we're the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> we're the we're the same team we've seen all season, and and we lose to the teams that we should beat, and we we beat the teams that we should lose to. It, it's whatever. But yes, I do think that the momentum that we gather from this game and that win is going to have an effect on the rest of the season. The last three games are going to be affected by what we've seen happen Sunday in Miami. I think that the team knows that they can win, even with all the injuries. The offensive line, even though they're backups, is starting to open up some holes in the running game because they're starting to gel and play together you know what i mean and Tannehill, if he continues to be efficient and not turn the ball over which well,
1: let's not kid ourselves that running game helped him tremendously
2: absolutely you know which is why i mention it and we've got a couple of tough defenses in this last three weeks we've got three tough defenses the last three weeks of the season so we're kidding ourselves if we think we're going to sweep but yeah i think the momentum definitely carries over i think you know if we don't have a letdown in Minnesota because we do have to travel and we've seen what happened to the Vikings after the Minnesota miracle right
0: yeah
2: yeah we just we don't want that to happen we don't want to be let down but we know what we have so we got to keep our expectations in check
1: what's your thought on it Mike well I got a lot of thoughts on it but uh to answer the question that I asked I don't know that they're talented enough to go into Minnesota and win. I just don't know that. But if you would have asked me if they were going to beat New England, I would have told you no, too. In fact, I did. You know, I know as much as anybody else. Uh, but Minnesota is a tough place to play. And they are a team that is that is probably playoff worthy. Uh, so it, it's going to be a tough game. And uh, to me, if they're going to win it, they're going to have to play better than they did at home, they're not going to have the mistakes that Belichick and Brady made in all likelihood. And uh, uh, they're not going to get away with as much. They're, they'll have less room for error. But if they can run the ball, and that's that's a big if, but if they can run the ball, I do think they can put enough offense together. The question is, can they stop Minnesota? You know, can their defense... Uh, uh, stop people because it, it, they're not doing a very good job of stopping anybody lately. So, you know, they're, do you think they're going to outscore Minnesota? That's really the question, and I don't really think that. Well, what what I know about Minnesota is that they've
2: given up on the running game, you know what I mean, multiple weeks ago. They do have Dalvin Cook, who's electric, but they've they've basically become a pass-first and pass-often team. Kirk Cousins is passing forty point nine times per game, uh-huh. and he's and he's completing like seventy one percent. So uh-huh. he's not only is he towards the top in pass attempts, but he's also towards the top in pass completions.
0: Yeah, and so Thielen is like the leading receiver in the NFL. So well,
2: he's something
0: like third.
2: Julio's got fourteen hundred and sixty yards, and you know he's like three hundred in front of Thielen. But you, you got Thielen and Diggs, who are both just outstanding wide receivers. And it's gonna take an amazing effort by our defensive backs
0: you to be able get to get back. Game. Yeah. Absolutely. Xavier Howard is gonna be the key to that, no doubt.
2: Yeah, Minka's gonna have a, a lot to say in that too. I'm I'm officially this is an official prediction. I officially am taking Minka Fitzpatrick with a pick six this week. You think he took a step back yesterday? He 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 got yeah, he got worked. Yeah, he sure did. He, he got worked but he was he was thrust into, um, he was thrust into covering some some really speedy, quick receiver inside that he you know that he wasn't prepared for.
1: Yeah, he no Josh Gordon obviously is is uh, a talented receiver, so you know he had his work cut out for him.
0: Well, he
2: got worked
1: by Edelman too.
2: Yep. Let's not kid ourselves. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah. Edelman Edelman works just about everybody. the 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 plays that he runs are designed. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to defend those plays that they run between Brady and Edelman. You look at the you look at those play designs, and they're just not. There's virtually no way to stop them. You just got to try to control the yards after the catch. So, Uh, but yeah, he did get exposed a little bit on the outside. Uh, I think it got in his head a little bit, and he was trying to do a little extra something, and and got a little handsy, but. You know, that's not his normal position. He's usually more of a freelance guy. So uh, let's hope Xavier Howard comes back and uh, things, things go a little smoother on that end.
2: Yeah, between Gronk, Edelman, and Gordon, we gave up 23 completions. And I know that Gronk is an upgrade over Kyle Rudolph, but Kyle Rudolph is also an excellent tight end. And if we're giving up, I think it was 17 between Gronk and Edelman, and we cannot allow Diggs and Thielen to go off on us like that or we have no chance in this game because not only can they catch the ball, but they can also run after the catch. You know, Diggs has had a 75-yard touchdown this year. Thielen has a bunch of touchdowns. He's in the top, like, five. So we can't allow them to go off. I think we're going to do a decent job against the running game. I, I expect Alvin Cook to have some openings, but we've just got to find a way to answer back like we did against New England if they score, when and if they score. I said, did I say if? When they score, we need to be prepared to answer back. And if we can stay in the game, we have a bunch of chance at the end. We all seen that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's. You know, you're going into Minnesota. It's uh, nobody's. Nobody's saying it's an. It's an easy win, or even that will be. Uh, you know, chosen by many to to have a chance at all. But I'd feel. I feel a lot better about going into Minnesota uh, and being competitive and maybe pulling out the W then I would, you know, going into Foxboro or, you know, you look at the Buffalo game, the last, Baltimore. the last, yeah, yep. you, you look at the Buffalo game the last week of, of the season and, uh, you know, history hasn't been kind to us going to Buffalo in December. So
2: you, Tannehill hasn't won there.
0: Well, this goes way back. This goes back sure. 30 years. It's just, you know, it hasn't been good up there. Late in the season, it's just been ugly. So, uh, you know, it's kind of like the Patriots going to Miami. So, I, I'm happier traveling to Minnesota than I am to to some of the other places. So, uh, if we can if we can take that chip on our shoulder into Minnesota and and start out fairly well, I think we'll do fine, and it'll be a good competitive game. But you know, a lot of it depends on individual matchups and execution, just like every other game. And uh against the Patriots, we did just enough to hang in there, and we pulled it out at the end.
1: So. Sounds like you're saying, Jim, if we score more points than they do, we'll win.
0: Well, I think that's probably what will happen if we score more. <laughs> we'll win, yeah. But... Again, it's all. I, I I'm not as intimidated by going to Minnesota as I am some other places right now.
1: Well, so. that could be because we never go to Minnesota.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's we have a fairly good uh, record against Minnesota, and uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm less afraid of Cousins than I am some of the other quarterbacks in the league. And uh,
1: I mean, they're completely different teams. But the last time they played, I was there. It was here, and. Uh, we won in the last minute of the game. Uh, and yes, it was Tannehill that brought us back, for those wondering.
0: Yeah, that was, yeah. That was one of his few comeback victories. Yep, I remember. He's game. got three Absolutely.
2: on the season, Yeah, if, if you're wondering. <laughs> Can you name him? Uh, I'm not going to try. But, but what I, what, what I did want to say <laughs> is that I agree with you, Jim. I'm not as scared to go into Minnesota as I am to go face Josh Allen week 17 at Buffalo. Like really? it's a, I, I'm not as scared about this game as I am about that one just because of our history there and, and how it has worked for us up there now that being said Mike do you have a way you see this game going what is your prediction for this game
1: uh, well I mean I predicted the Patriots were going to beat us so what are my predictions worth But uh, um, I think we, we can
2: all attest to, to our predictions sucking
0: yeah, I don't I don't yeah. think I don't so, think any of our win records are very good this year. No, I don't no. want to go back and listen.
1: No, 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 it's okay. We don't need to bring that up. Um what I see is both teams uh have better defensive lines than the offensive line that they're facing. That could make the game interesting. Uh could make it a defensive game, could make it a sloppy game, I don't know. Uh but uh it's tough to envision Miami winning on the road because they so seldom do. So, I, I think it'll be a close game. I don't think Minnesota will blow them out, but I don't, I don't know that we're going to do enough to win. So, I'm going to say 27-17 Vikings.
0: All right, Daniel. It's your turn. What do you think's going to be the outcome? <laughs> I was waiting for you
2: to go first.
0: Okay. <laughs> so,
2: uh, I'm going to give you guys two. Okay, I'm going to give you guys two, and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you the first one because I won't be there, and I'm going to give you the second one because I will. Okay, and Let me explain that for a second. I have an opportunity, possibly, of being able to go up to this game. As you guys know, I live in Des Moines, Iowa, and Minnesota's not too far away. I had planned on going, but then we had the sun, and uh, I, so I, I wasn't able to go. However, I have an opportunity that somebody may have a ticket fall through directly into my hands and if that's the case I'll be there in Minnesota to watch run the boxes up there okay so if I do not get to go I think that we're going to lose this game I I think that the defensive line like you said Mike for for Minnesota is just going to get too much pressure on Tannehill we know what happens when Tannehill gets too much pressure he he folds up he gets small in the game's big moments and he makes mistakes I think that the pressure that Minnesota is going to be putting on us, not only from the defensive line, but from an offensive perspective, they are going to be able to put up points. And I don't know that we're going to be able to answer back every time, like we did against New England. It's always tougher. Against New England or we're always tougher against New England because they're a division rival. We know them better We know what they're going to do and we have a shot for them, especially down in Miami I think that that we are going to look good early We have for well over a month now we come out and we come out firing and we look good I think we're gonna keep the game close early I think Tannehill is gonna make a couple of mistakes and and turn the ball over a couple of times because for one he's due and for two when the pressure comes to him that's just what's going to happen I think we end up losing this game 31 to 21 now on the flip side of that if this ticket falls into my lap I have been to multiple Miami games and I've only seen us lose once and I don't think that if I go up to Miami or up to Minnesota to watch Miami we're going to lose. I don't I don't not saying that I'm a good luck charm or whatever that is, but I just have a feeling that if that happens, we're going to end up keeping this game close all the way and I see us pulling out an overtime victory 34 to 31.
1: That's pretty interesting. I got to I got to sleep on that one. Sleep on it, bud? Write it down.
0: Yeah, if that's the case and you're like a rabbit's foot or something, then you better get your ass to the game, Sonny. Uh, I'm working on it, bud. I'm working on it. (laughs) Yeah, I know how them floating tickets go. So, um, you know, Mike, you mentioned the, the defensive lines being better than the offensive lines, and that's one of the biggest keys with this game. For the Vikings ice you know that they're, they're going to be able to do some damage in the middle of our line so it's just something that you can just about bank on i think our tackles will do fine and they they should be okay on the outside edges but if you get pressure up the middle it's going to be a problem so I'm not sure that they'll be able to contain that and deal with it all, you know, for 60 minutes. I'm sure they'll have their opportunities and I think we'll be in the game. I just uh I don't have a warm and fuzzy feeling that uh we're going to outscore them like you mentioned earlier, Mike. So, you know, I'm going to say that the the Vikings are probably going to handle us about 28 to 20. But after I'm saying that, I wouldn't be terribly shocked To see the Dolphins pull off another victory you know 31 to 28 or something like that because if they if they can keep that chip on their shoulder and make a few plays in the beginning uh they can win this game and uh you know we just got to see what happens Sunday that's all
1: I don't think we're going to have a lot of success on the ground in Minnesota and, yeah, uh, I agree. That's 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 really what's leaning me towards thinking the Vikings are going to win. Uh, we have to have a running game to get Tannehill in his groove, and I don't think that that's going to happen. I bet you see more of Brandon Bolden this week.
0: Yeah, maybe w- when you look at the when you look at the statistics, um, Minnesota's give you know allowing under a hundred yards, ninety nine some yards a game, you know. Uh, where we're at like 140 is our average, 137, I think. And in the passing game, they're giving up like uh, 80 yards less than what we give up as, you know, for passing yards.
1: So across- sometimes, they, sometimes that can be deceptive because they yep. throw the ball a lot, which means they probably have the lead a lot, and- which means they probably force teams to go away from the running game.
0: I, I completely uh, and- agree. Yep.
1: So they may be a little worse than they appear to be. We'll have to see.
2: Yeah. yeah Cousins averages 290 yards per game. I would expect him to to surpass that.
0: Yeah, yeah. The thing is, when you look at those stats on on yardage, is one thing. Uh, but the the Vikings give up 22 and a half points a game. We give up 25.6. So they are, you know. Given up a field goal less than, than what we are, so you know that's going to show up at the end as well. You know all the stats are kind of irrelevant other than the points scored. So uh, I think the Dolphins are going to have a, a their hands full. Obviously, they're going to be on the road. They're going to be in a in a hostile dome environment. That uh, you know they're going to have to have their A game on. So
2: yeah, and if one thing I've learned from this NFL season, not that I didn't every season prior to this. But if there's one thing I've learned this year is expect the unexpected, and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So it, we very well could blow them out, you know. So every any given Sunday, and I'm super excited to see this one.
1: Every game is its own story.
2: Absolutely,
0: that's Just for the sure. Way it is. And I gotta say, you know, we we played a solid game against New England, uh, but there's three things to me that if they were played differently, and obviously you can say this for, for everybody on both sides of the ball, but uh, if we don't allow those two blocked punts and Kenny Stills doesn't go down before the first yard marker. I yeah, mean, what the hell? I don't know. He must have had a brain cramp. Uh, but, you know, those are three impact plays that really changed the, the, what was going on at the time. And if you don't have those blocked punts, uh, New England's going to be in much worse field position and we might have got a, a stop and turned the ball around the other way so though you know say we played a cleaner game uh, against Minnesota hey we can win that not a problem so let's just think positive guys
2: yeah and it's weird though because every time the ball bounces one way or another a player's mindset changes too, so if, if they wouldn't have blocked those kicks, maybe we wouldn't have felt like our back was against the wall like it was. Everything adds up to the final story. I can't wait to see how this one unfolds up in Minnesota this week.
1: Now, can we finally give some credit to Gase? If,
2: no. If, if we don't, I'm, I'm going to have an aneurysm because he's coaching his ass off.
1: To have this team where they are at this point in the season, with all the adversity that he has faced, I don't know how people cannot be rooting for the guy. I'm uh, with you 100% on that.
0: Well, it's because he, he made five calls that, that the fan base didn't like, so he's obviously no good.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's another story. And, you know, they, they want to get on Burke, and I get it. The The defense has not been great, so I, I certainly understand it. But I wonder if anybody is looking around the NFL and watching the scores each week because there's an awful lot of good defenses that haven't been great. So you know, it, it's it's not the same league we're used to. Points are uh, expected. So
0: now I feel that that Gase has, uh, while I'm I'm not overly impressed with maybe his playbook, not so much as play calling, but his playbook, but. I mean, like you said, Mike, he's he's done an awful lot that's impacted the win and loss column uh, with a lot of pieces missing and injuries and, you know, you don't have a center and y- your guards are down and you lost all your receivers. And, uh, I mean, you know, you're starting quarterbacks out. Uh, he's, whether you call it smoke and mirrors or you want to point out the two bad losses in detroit and uh cincinnati and uh you know i mean those weren't really on him it was just bad execution
1: by the team uh so sometimes it just comes down to breaks and talent. Oh. You know, in the, in the Patriot game, the first time they were outplayed. I mean, it happens. Oh yeah, no, uh, no doubt. You know, the, the Detroit game, they were outplayed. I don't think Cincinnati outplayed them. I think we gave the game away. Oh yeah, at the end for uh, sure. We had a little bad luck with the injury there to Tunsil, and and things fell apart. It happens.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if there's a team in the league that's more Jekyll and Hyde than we are, because we can lose to teams like Cincinnati. And then we can beat teams like Chicago and lose right. to teams like Detroit and beat teams like New England, and it just goes back to say you know every game is its different story and any given Sunday anything can happen because we've beat two of the two teams that are all already going to make an impact in the playoffs. So it's just it's crazy to see the Jekyll and Hyde that this team is, and and I think Gase has a lot a lot to say about um, how well this is team this team has. how how well they have done, given all the adversity they've faced.
1: Generally, I'd say they have to play perfect to win, but they didn't play perfect yesterday and still managed to find a way to win. So that was great to see. Uh, But going forward, especially on the road two of the next three weeks, they're going to have to play really, really well to win because they don't have their playmakers available. You know what I mean? So somebody else has got to step up and make plays. Now then maybe that means Jerome Baker causing a fumble. Maybe that means, you know, uh, Fitzpatrick returning one back. Whatever it means, it means. But, you know, guys are going to have to make plays. Guys are going to have to step up and do the unexpected yeah but you got uh, quinn
2: have sacks in two
1: games in a row
2: hope he's, been, he's been playing a little
1: better yes and, yeah. and you know people may not be noticing but he is playing better uh i think he's trying to make a case to stay on the team and he might be doing it
0: yeah he has uh, been a lot more involved in in making plays in the last few games
1: so we'll, we'll see where that goes uh still a few more to play but you know I, i'm back to Gates. i just think that uh regardless of how these next three games play out he's going to be back i think people just 100%. need to accept just people just need to accept that and and get over it much like you know tannehill he's probably going to be the starter next year and he probably should be uh and but i still think they should draft somebody to compete with him um Now, whether they do that next year or the year after, that remains to be seen, but it needs to be done. Uh, So, go ahead.
2: One one question that I have with a little bit of breaking news in the NFL today was Reggie McKenzie got fired from Oakland as the general manager, and we hear a lot of people talking about our front office. Now, we're just talking about Gates coming back, and the opportunity or the likelihood that Tannehill's back is very high. What do you think about changing, making a change in the front office? I wouldn't do it. I'm good with that.
0: I don't really want to see any changes at this point in time because if you, you're you talking about Greer or, or Tannenbaum, you know, everybody else that's in the front office, and there's several, they really don't impact what's going on on the team. Um So what are you going to accomplish by trying to replace one of those guys? All you're going to do is cause disruption. And now you, now everybody's job is like, okay, what's my responsibility? And, and it's, it sets the team back. Uh, to me, I roll with what we have. And if in another couple of years you don't see what you want to see, then I'm done with all of them top to bottom. Here's a
1: question for everybody thinking about making <laughs> a change. How many years did we go where the coach and the GM were not getting along? Can anybody answer that? I mean, how I, many years was it? I got nothing. A, a while? The, a long while. Yeah. I mean, it started back in the Sabin days. It went through Philbin. Yeah, at least. That, that's a long time. And... Uh, so, we, we got guys who seem to be melding together, and uh, I let them be. I let them do what they're doing. Uh, I let them get better at doing what they're doing. I think Greer has drafted fairly well the last three years. I uh, do, too. So, why shake it up? It makes no sense. And as far as Tannenbaum's concerned, yeah, he's made some mistakes. We all know it. This uh, Sioux contract was a huge mistake. Maybe some of the contracts he gave out were a bit high aside from that. Sometimes you got to give out a high contract, though. That's just the nature of the beast. You know, you're competing against other teams. And if you need to fill a position, sometimes you got to bite the bullet and pay what you need to pay. Uh, But I understand people crying about Tannenbaum. Uh, But I I always say to them, you know, he did take the Jets to AFC championship games. So he couldn't have been quite as bad as the New York media, leads you to believe. So, you know, it is what it is.
2: But I'm uh, one Sioux contract away from being done with Tannebaum, just so we're aware. Just what's so one Su contract away? I'm just one more big, ridiculous contract to fill one spot when we've got 20. You know, I just. Well, that may be Xavier
0: Howard.
2: That's different.
0: Well,
1: I, you, know, you know, I. <laughs>
0: that's different. If you guys, Xavier's
2: homegrown talent who we have to lock up.
0: Yeah, well, we just watched a couple of games Sunday, or I did. Uh, I watched a guy, Fletcher Cox, just completely dominate his position, and it didn't help the team win the game. I watched Indomican Sue and Aaron Donald be, be ineffective. The two highest paid guys at DT, pretty much in the league, and, and they went right in the loss column. So, uh, you know, paying your DT, even if he's dominant, may not translate to, to helping your team
1: win. So, I don't believe it does. Uh, I mean, I love Donald. Donald is a beast, and he's one of the best defensive tackles I've seen as long as I've been watching the game. Yep, yep. But, agree. Uh, you know what is that worth? Is is that worth thirty million dollars a year? I don't think so. I don't either. Yeah,
0: that's the thing is those the guys you're paying those type of salaries they have to be able to impact the game right now, and you know. Uh, yeah you're you know you might get a strip sack or something like that cause a fumble but uh, it doesn't happen as often as a cornerback taking the ball away or uh, even a defensive end coming in and impacting the game but you know those are those are for your skill position players not not in the trenches there normally so
1: well I tend to believe if you get a you know a Revis or somebody of that caliber whether that be Howard or not is debatable uh, but if you get somebody of that caliber I do think they're worth the uh, top dollar because shutting down half the field makes it easier for everybody else to defend. Uh, so that that does have an impact on your defense and when they do throw at him you know if he can pick the ball off and, and change field position that makes a difference on the scoreboard. yeah not every cornerback can get their hands on the ball like X can
0: yeah, yeah he's
1: game changer he's
0: got what seven interceptions this year.
1: Yes, so I'm perfectly okay with him making him the highest paid corner, you know, or, or in that group anyway.
0: Speaking um, speaking of which, what have we heard about his knee injury?
1: Nothing. Yeah, nothing I ha- yet.
0: I haven't heard a thing other than he had, a, 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 you know, scope uh, surgery to clean up some meniscus, so.
2: I know I didn't like it when I seen it happen.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, we'll see uh, I, they may set him out this week if, they, if he did have that scope uh, because normally that takes a couple of weeks for them to come back from but we'll see yeah he could be a fast healer.
0: I got one other question for you guys how uh upset do you think Darren Rizzi is going to be in practice? Oh answer that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's man. kicking asses. I, I saw him looking at that tablet on the sideline after that first one and he was intense on that tablet. He was looking to see what happened and you know yeah, what I, the hell is going I, on? Yeah, right? exactly. And I can't imagine I mean, giving up two block punts in one game, that's that's he's gonna he's gonna be ballistic. I'm sure there's nobody gonna wanna be under his thumb this week.
1: Rizzy is so animated. He's so fun to watch. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not Victory Monday for him. He's
0: freaking furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet somebody's getting getting harassed. That's for sure. Yeah. But, you
1: know, that's what makes a good coach, the guys that uh, that uh, are emotionally into it, and they are emotionally involved. Uh, and certainly he is. He's, he's one of the best special teams coaches we've had in a while. All right. So what uh, – what are your predictions for the final three games? Can we win two? I think we can. Yeah, I think we can. What about you, Jim?
0: I think we can win two. Um, I'm hoping that we can handle Jacksonville uh, simply because they struggle to score any points. So I'm hoping that we can can pull that W out. And that's our last remaining home game.
1: Uh, yeah, I like our chances against Jacksonville.
0: And then you've got the Vikings and Buffalo, two difficult road games. Uh, when I look at them on paper, I look at the Vikings as, you know, probably a loss, and I look at the the bills as probably a win. But when I yeah. when I take in when I take in our history and our our problems winning in Buffalo in in the end of the year, it's hard for me to say, yeah, we're going to win in Buffalo, but I feel that we are going to win two of the three. I just can't I, I can't wrap my head around which way it's going to go, whether it will be the Vikings or the Buffalo Bills that uh, go down. But I'd love to see us go to Buffalo and play well and take the W out of Buffalo because that would do more to help our franchise get the monkey off their back up there uh for the future moving forward so i think we can take two out of three and and hey why not at least consider looking at the playoffs i mean i don't want to i don't normally talk about that but hey we're still in the game and uh why not
1: you said the p word
0: (laughs) playoffs playoffs (laughs) i uh i uh before i forget i got a funny story funny story really quick um I live up here. I live up here in Rhode Island and I'm right here in the middle of uh, you know, south of Boston and Foxborough, and I'm right Yuck. I'm right in the heart of friggin' Patriot Land, and oh my god. If you yeah. choose to live there. What do you want from I us? know, it's a long story. Um but anyway, after that final play yesterday, I was I was you know, jumping up and down, running around the house, and uh, I said, I gotta call my brother and uh my brother and my dad are huge patriot fans and my dad had gone to my brother's house to watch the game and after the after drake went into the end zone i said i gotta call him up and uh Anyway, long story short, my brother hung up on me because I was laughing too much at him. And, uh. She's <laughs> what
1: a surprise.
0: <laughs> and I, he was all pissed off, you know. And I'm like, man, you guys, you guys aren't used to losing, I guess. So anyway, uh, I came to work this morning and I, I was laughing still and I work with my, mom, my, uh, dad and brother as well. So I had a little fun, uh, Talking to him today about uh, how you you couldn't even stay on the phone, you hung up on me. So
1: uh-huh. anyway, couldn't take your medicine. Yeah, right? yeah, that was that
0: <laughs> was that was pretty funny.
2: You hung up if on I me. Li- if I lived up there, I think I'd brave the cold. I'd have the windows all the way down, and I'd be screaming through town with the window with yeah. the with Beeping the music. The of, Miami has a
0: dolphins <laughs> no. the Dolphins, the greatest football team.
2: I'd be letting them have it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's always a good day when the Dolphins win up here.
1: Absolutely. So what do you think, Dan? We're going to, I think win? we can win
2: two of the three, but I don't know which ones are going to be. Honestly, I do think we beat Jacksonville at home. You know, we're what six and one at home right now. I think that we can definitely win that game, but it's, it's going to come down to rather we, we play better in a dome or, or we are able to get the monkey off our back in Buffalo, like Jim said. And I don't know. I don't know which one it's going to be. Both of those defenses are, are spectacular. Uh, If you would have asked me last week what I thought of the last four, which I I think that we would have probably lost to New England and found a way to win two of the other games, you know, or one of the other games because I really thought, uh, no, it would have been two because I thought we were going to finish 8-8. and That's that's just what I thought we were going to do. And I do think we find a way to win two of these games, but I just don't know what they're going to be, which ones they're going to be because, hell, I don't know anything at this point.
1: No, I do think they finish eight, Nate, and, eight, and I think they beat Jacksonville. As far as the other two, I have my doubts, but we'll see.
2: Yep, I completely get. I completely
0: get that. You've always Great. you're always saying, Michael, we we are who we thought we are, and uh, right. You know, you know the thing. The thing to me is, they have the ability here. You know, you mentioned. I said the P word. Um, and the team is the same way. Every game the last couple of weeks has been our, our playoffs. They started two weeks ago. So it's still on the table and it's every week is a new week. And I think the team feels it and they seem to be kind of playing for one another, uh, and getting done what needs to get done. Sometimes it's not pretty, but, uh, they're staying competitive. So, hey.
1: I, I played with energy yesterday, and you love to watch that. Yes, exactly. So, all right, you guys, got anything else? I just wanted to
2: say, for all of you out there listening, thank you. Please like and comment on the episode. Share the hell out of it if you loved watching Gronk stumble and fall and miss that tackle on Drake. As Would much I as love we that. Did, oh, that, that was then, hysterically then, awesome. That then was- go fans baby and just share this podcast with all your friends let them know share it on twitter and facebook you can come and join us in the post game conversations actually the pre-game conversations the end game conversations and all that stuff at miami dolphins number one that's miami dolphins hashtag number one on facebook we look forward to hearing from you there and, and thanks for listening
1: been a long time since we got to watch a game and see Belichick screw up, Brady screw up, and Gronk fall on his face. <laughs> it's been a long time since we that, saw that. that uh, I'll never get sick of it.
0: That was that was amazing. I'm gonna relive that last play in my mind for a long time, and it's gonna play in NFL lore forever, guys.
2: And we were there to witness it.
1: Well, we were here, wherever you're at. Yeah. It would have been great to be at the game. I know some of the guys uh, that we know were at the game, and that, yeah. that would have been awesome. That That's one of those games that they'll never forget. You
2: know? I've heard a couple of stories about <laughs> Patriots fans recording them and saying, look at them, there's seven seconds uh-huh. left, they lost. And then when the when the game shifted on that play that, you know, comes back around to bite those asshole
1: Patriots fans yeah that's that's usually when you smash your thousand dollar phone <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah
0: my nephew who's a big Patriots fan he was down at the game as a friend of his lives down in Miami and they went down got tickets somehow and uh, he's always wheeling and dealing and uh, I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall to see the look on his face when that last plat- play happened if you're a Patriots fan
2: just don't go to Miami you're stupid really? if you're Save gonna go the there and think, the think you're gonna beat us.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh they haven't had much success down there in a while. I think that's that's Brady's uh the team that he has the worst away record against. he's like seven and eleven or something now, so Especially well, in well, December.
1: Whatever it is, it's fun to watch. That's it. It's always absolutely. fun to watch that team lose. Yep. I don't care who they're playing uh, I know. us I- or anybody else. All right, guys. Uh we'll do this again next week. Absolutely. All right. You have a good week, and uh, thanks for joining me tonight. And for everybody listening, we appreciate it. Uh, please like, share, comment on the episode. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see you next week. Fins up. Fins up.
0: Fins up, everybody.